For another great edition of That Sports Show. Not this sports show, not just any old sports show, That Sports Show. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York, here at Impact Media. This is our weekly dive and drive through the world of professional sports and a little college shown in there, especially through the eyes of uh, the Atlanta sports area and the national market as well. Tons and tons that we want to get into today. Uh, got a little NASCAR, a little F1 updates, talk some Braves, some United. Of course, get into my picks that were all over the place, chaos, bananas. And so is the world of sports, and that's why we love it. Let's jump into it right now. Let's talk some NFL. We just actually rewatched the Falcons-Rams game. I uh, just... Just right before we came on here, it was actually on the TV here. So let's talk a little bit about that game. Falcons fans, you got to like what you saw to your team. Rams fans, you, you got to be a little scared that uh, the Falcons almost got you. But let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, the Falcons, they had the uh, solid first drive. They missed the field goal after the uh, Bobby Wagner sack. That is the first Sack given up by Atlanta all year long, which is fantastic. I think last year they had given up probably 45 by this by the second game. Maybe a little bit of embellishment there, but not much. Um, then Stafford finds Robinson the second for the touchdown. I'm a big fan of. Of uh, Allen Robinson, I have been since he came out of Penn State. Uh, actually, famously on a on a uh, chat that I was a part of, I, I predicted that he would get drafted by the Jaguars, and uh, he did in the second round. And uh, has now found a home here in, or not here, but in LA with the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford finds him. It is seven to nothing at that point. Uh, Atlanta has some miscues, uh, some interceptions. Um, the snap hits the motion guy. I mean, you, just stuff you can't have happen. And uh, luckily, it's only seven to nothing. Rams as they go to as they go to the second quarter. In the second quarter, Atlanta failed has a failed fourth down. Uh, they're just going for it. That's that's what they should be doing about now. Um, where they are as a team, that that's just something they need to do. Uh, the Rams. We're starting to put their offense together. Get the Henderson touchdown that makes it 14 to nothing. Rams. Mariota is playing all out. I do not get why you guys are trying to say that, oh, no, no, Desmond Ritter should just be in and just let him uh, learn as he goes. Nope. That's how you go through quarterbacks before they get good. And secondly, Mariota is keeping you in a lot of games. His effort, his overall play, the fact that he can move around and do things. Sure, Desmond Ritter can do a lot of these things too, but he's not ready. He's not ready. It's just that you guys want to see the rookie. It has nothing to do 
with the fact that you think he's going to make the team better. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's just how it goes. When your team's losing, you're always like the backup quarterback, and that's what you guys are doing. And that's fine. You're allowed to do that. But Mariota needs to be in for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's playing all out. He's doing everything he can do, sometimes a little too much, and uh, it gets to him. But it's, anybody tries to do that. We do that in life. Um, even though he's going all out, they settle for the field goal where they continue to have a red zone issue that the Falcons have had for a decade or better. Hayward ends up with the interception, and then it goes right back interception Rams. Uh, they returned it all the way down to the five-yard line at that point. And that moves us, uh, makes it 21-3 to at halftime. Cooper Cup gets a touchdown late. We're going to the third, because a lot of people are saying, oh, same old Falcons, here we go. We're down 17, or we're down, what, 18 points at halftime. You were. That's that's factual. I'll give you that. Uh in the third quarter, you get the Cooper Cup touchdown for uh, that makes it 28-3. to Yeah, even in my notes, I put, again, 28-3. to At least this time you're on the other side of it. My goodness. I don't know that you're ever going to live that down. Uh, the Falcons end up having to punt. Uh, then Michael Walker for the Falcons gets the interception. That is followed by a Drake London touchdown. That is his first of the year. Congratulations to the rookie. Makes it 28-10. Rams are held to a field goal. Makes it 31-10. Where uh, there's a Zacchaeus touchdown. We end up towards the fourth now. There's a Alamade uh, Zacchaeus. He gets a touchdown. Makes it 31-17. They get the blocked punt touchdown by Lorenzo Carter. They block a punt and end up with a touchdown. Makes it 31-25. to It's about four or five minutes to go at this point. Um, Atlanta ends up with the ball back. They get all the way down towards the red zone and unfortunately throw an interception that, look, it was going to the receiver. It was slightly high, but the defensive back made a great play and reached over the top of the receiver and just made a great play. That was not a bad throw. It was the throw you needed because it was putting you in the end zone. But uh, interception thrown with a minute seven to go. The Rams end up taking a safety on purpose to run out the clock. They hold on for the, the now the Falcons did have a Hail Mary attempt at the end. Uh, nobody was open because you probably don't practice that play a lot. You have to continuously just keep trying to get open. You can't just run a route and then stop like you would maybe normally on another one. You have to keep trying to get open. It's hard to do when you're 60 yards downfield. Uh, Mariota gets the ball knocked out of his hand. They jump on it. Doesn't matter. Time had elapsed. 31-27. Falcons are so close. They're, they show so much fight. They're showing so much promise. This is a rebuild, and yet you guys are going toe-to-toe with the Rams, and uh, you, you're going to – you're going to win a good handful of games. I don't know at this point, five or six, maybe seven, eight. I don't know. It, it, it's to that point where it could, it could be a lot better than previously expected even. But let's get into a little bit more of uh, the NFL and the week that was uh, last week. 
Got some good matchups coming up as well. We'll get into those. Uh, Chiefs over the Chargers. That was a good Thursday night battle on Amazon. If you don't have Amazon Prime, there's probably other ways you can watch it, but uh, it's Amazon's got a pretty good setup there, uh, especially with their uh, 14 announcers and former players and things like that. Uh, good thing there. Uh, the Browns do the most Browns thing ever and figure out a way to let the Jets beat them. Go for the Jets. Lions over the Commanders, as I predicted. We will talk about that in a minute. Uh, didn't see it coming that the Saints would falter, and the Buccaneers with numerous wide receivers out uh, end up actually winning that one 20-10. Giants over the Panthers. Turns out the Giants are uh, not half bad this year. That's really spell trouble for the Commanders and Cowboys because Eagles are by far the best team, maybe the NFC. We'll talk about that. Uh, Jaguars blank the Colts in the most Colts thing ever. They can practically beat anybody but the Jaguars for some reason. Go for the Jaguars. Dolphins over the Ravens. That went against one of my picks, but good for the Dolphins. Apparently they're better than I thought they were. Uh, Tua looking good to Tyree Kill, to, to Jalen Waddle, and uh, they're their defense now, they gave up 38 points over Sunday, but their defense makes some plays, and they, they could be scary. Uh, Rams over the Falcons, we just talked about, in a game that was closer, most predicted. Uh, 49ers just smashed the Seahawks. Let's talk about that a minute. Trey Lance goes down, looks like he got a busted ankle. Uh, he's going to require surgery, and he is out the remainder of the year. Man, that means they have to turn it over to their backup, who probably hasn't played much in this offense. Probably, oh, wait, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. That They got to take a $16 million pay cut because he wasn't going to be the starter, and now he's the starter. Hopefully he's got some bonuses in that contract that are going to kick in because uh, 49ers, to me, are a bigger threat with him than with Trey Lance because Lance hasn't quite put it together yet. I don't, I don't think he's bad, but uh, this is going to be another year injured, so we will we will see what happens with that, but the 49ers will need a backup quarterback just in case, because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been a little brittle at times, too, but good for Jimmy G. Good for Jimmy G. Cowboys find a way to beat the Bengals. I, that's just not sure how. Good for Cooper Rush. He, he had a pretty good day. He got everybody going, and uh, good home win. Not sure what's going to happen with the Cowboys because with that guy. Um, Broncos over the Texans, and Russell Wilson found a way to win that one as well. Kind of a Seattle-like game for him there in Denver where it kind of gets to the end of the game, and they're like, uh, Russell, can you, can you do something about this? And he's like, I guess so. I've been doing it my whole career. That's why you're paying me, you know, half the state of Colorado. Had uh, the Cardinals over the Raiders, and once again, the most Raiders thing ever. This was in overtime. Kyler Murray, apparently the best thing to do is to let him just do what he wants to do, and he kind of just makes his own decisions. That offense goes. Overtime thriller. Packers over the Bears because Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago and the Bears. Remember, he told you that last year. I, I mean, the Packers should beat the Bears right now, given where these two teams are, but... Aaron Rodgers over the Bears. That was like one of the easiest calls ever. Uh, we had the Monday night thrillers, or lack thereof, because the Bills beat the Titans 41-7. to How did the Titans get seven points? I, I watched most of that game, and I, I'm not. I think the Bills just 
felt bad. And then the same aspect, Eagles over the Vikings. The Vikings are a really, really good team, but uh, the Eagles beat them 24-7. Eagles, this is not even a, a recency bias. The Eagles are the best team by far in the NFC. You could, you could then go to maybe Packers or Vikings. Uh, the Buccaneers could make a little bit of a play, but right now I would line the Eagles up against practically anybody. Practically anybody. Uh, we'll do the picks at the end of the show. So let's move on from the NFL. Let's go to NASCAR, where they raced under the lights on Saturday nights at Bristol, which is just a fantastic race course. I hope to get up to that race at some point to see it live in person. But uh, here's how this one played out. Right fronts kept going down and uh, blowing out and giving a lot of people problems, especially the Ford cars. The Chevys and the Toyotas, not so much, were having issues. There was a couple here and there, but we'll get to we'll get to Toyota here in a minute. Uh, just the right fronts kept going down. It was causing a lot of chaos. It, it pretty much derailed a lot of the Fords uh, having a chance to, uh, to win and for the playoff guys to have a chance to advance because this was an eliminated race. Um, engine failures and part failures for the Toyotas and especially the Gibbs cars were a theme all night as well. Um, you, had, you had Kyle had issues, Denny had issues. Christopher Bell, all of them. It, it just some of it was NASCAR parts, some of it was the engines they had. So it just rough night for the Toyotas and the Fords. That meant the Chevys they were going. Uh, the 19th overall winner this year, Chris Busher. Good job, Chris Busher. He wins this race. Uh, good, good first win of the year for him. 19th. I think that's the record now. I'm pretty sure. Could be completely wrong with that, but good for Chris Busher, 19th overall win. We had four people eliminated. Those four people eliminated were Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch's new teammate next year, Austin Dillon, and Tyler Reddick. As expected, a couple big dogs and a couple guys that you guys didn't think should be there. Although I disagree. I thought Austin and, and Tyler had great years. So, everything resets. This week they will be in Texas. Oddly enough, the the champion last year in Texas is Austin Dillon. Maybe you can catch a win for this one here. I think so. Maybe so. I'll, I'll do a prediction in a minute. Uh, right now, your playoff standings, because they do reset, but it is based on the way they all finished. Uh, Chase Elliott is number one, Joey Logano two, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, and William Byron in, uh, round out the top five. Then you get Denny Hamlin in sixth, Christopher Bell in seventh, Ryan Blaney in eighth, and technically, if everything ended right now, it won't. There will be three races before that happens. I think you get Texas, you get Talladega, and there's another one that I can't place right off the top of my head. But those three races, then we'll get more. We'll get four more out. Right now, the four that would be out is Chase Briscoe in ninth, Alex Bowman in tenth, Daniel Suarez in eleventh, and Austin Sendrick in twelfth. 
that's probably accurate. If things play out the way they normally do, that is probably what could happen. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, like I said, the defending champ this week is Austin Dillon. We will see what happens there. But uh, given in Texas, um, give me... Big Speedway was going to give me, you know what, why not? Give me the defending champion Austin Dillon to win this race and uh, give RCR another victory lane in that one. Let's talk about F1. F1 is not racing this week because they were initially supposed to race in Russia and that got canceled early on this year. They were off last week as part of a break. So next week, and we will talk more about this race as it comes up, they will be at the Singapore Air Singapore Grand Prix where Sebastian Vettel is the defending champion. F1 has been fantastic this year. It is a lot of drama. Uh, yes, there are about six or eight racers that practically finish in the top all the time, but Max Verstappen has a almost insurmountable lead at this point, and um, it's it's basically you know insurmountable lead. It, it, Charles Leclerc is still having some issues here and there with his car, but uh, it, it's still. Uh, fantastic race league. There's the drama. There's only 20 guys you have to worry about because there's only 20 that race each time. There's 10 teams. It's fun to figure out which team and driver you like. And uh, there's always an unexpected turn or six that happen in each one of these races. Like the race leader blows his engine, it catches fire, and he can't get out of it because it's rolling down a hill. Those are things that happen. Um, Zal. I think that's how you say his name, has started a race on his hood. And about the third turn of the race, he flips over and slides into the wall on on the... He doesn't really have a hood. It's a halo that goes over and it saved his life. But those kinds of things have happened. You've had teammates get into it on the track. You've had uh, pits that go wrong. All kind of, It's just like NASCAR. It's just 20 people and not, uh, and not 35. It's really fun. You guys should uh, definitely... Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Let's talk a little Braves, little Atlanta Braves. They currently sit because they lost last night, and so did the New York Metropolitans. They still sit one game behind the Metropolitans at this point with, let's see, how many games do they have left? 
Not many, I know that. Eight and five is 13, 13 games to go. 13 games to go. I said, I think they said the other day that if they are able to overtake the Mets and win the division, that they would get, they would get, Philadelphia, I think, here in Atlanta. And if they end up being the top wild card, they would get the Dodgers instead. And that is uh, a big difference. Big difference. For one, you get more home games because you'd be the home team versus Philly, where if you go to L.A., you're just going to get a couple. And that's a rough way to start. Uh, they do have a game tonight at 7.15 on Fox. Thank God they're off of Valley because nobody gets Valley anymore. Um, they are the favorite for sure. They've got tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday with the Phillies. That is in Philadelphia. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they will be in Washington to face the Nationals. And then starting next Friday, they will host the Mets for three games here in Atlanta. A Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That, what a great time to put a, put a set of games. And uh, they, before finishing up in Florida versus the Marlins, it's it's understand. I mean, it's doable. They very much can win this division, man. I say, remember, I say this as a Mets fan. I'm a little worried that the Braves are going to win this right there at the end. I think that series they play against each other right there towards the end is going to really decide things. So we will see what happens with that going forward. And like I always say, if the Mets can't win, I've always wanted the Braves to do well because of the organization, of the players, of the fans, you guys, that if my team can't win, I love seeing the joy last year in, in everybody's face, all these longtime Braves fans who some of you guys weren't around for the 95 championship. And uh, even the ones that were, how fantastic is it that you've seen two in your life? It's fantastic. Um, let's get into some Atlanta United real quick. Atlanta United. They currently sit in ninth place with 40 points. They are two points out of seventh. That is Miami and Columbus. They are... Five points out of sixth. So my guess is we're trying to chase down that seventh spot. We're two points back. With not many games to go at all. I think they're done in September, actually. They are. They have two games to go. They will be in New England to take on the Revolution Saturday. This Saturday at 1.30 p.m. And they will host New York City FC the following Sunday, next Sunday, at 2.30, and that will be the uh, the end of the regular season. Hopefully they can win. If they win both of those, I feel real good about it. If they win at least one of them, it's going to be close. And uh, it's just been a crazy year. We already know that 
Pineda has, has, is coming back and I'm going to maybe try to have a guest on here soon. That's going to, we're going to kind of go through some theories as to what could happen with uh, Joseph Martinez and this team moving forward. I have some theories. I want to float them past this guy. I will uh, try to get in to, I will try to get him on to do so. I got a couple in mind, but there's one in particular that I very much, um, that I very much want to have on the show. Um, let's do the picks. Let's do the picks. Let's get out of here, right? Easy show this week. Um, let's start with my pro picks. I told you to take Detroit over Washington. That was a win by the Lions. Told you to take Philadelphia over Minnesota. Win by Philadelphia. Didn't do so well in the other ones. Told you to take Houston over Denver. We talked about the, the Russell Wilson win. Told you to take New Orleans over Tampa Bay. Apparently a man named Brady burns me again. At some point I should stop picking against him. Told you to take Baltimore over Miami. Did not count for Tua taking over and being a, uh, uh, a great team leader like that. Games for this week. Games we want to pick. Um, that's a decent one. That's a decent We are live picking these. I have not picked these beforehand. There we go. Let's go Lions at the Vikings. 1 p.m. out on Fox. Um, I think the Vikings are still one of the best teams in the NFC. I think the Lions are a really good team. They're going to give them a really good game, but Minnesota returns home after getting embarrassed. Give me the Vikings. Uh, let's go Saints at the Panthers. Saints at the Panthers. 1-1 one one versus 0-2. Both these teams desperately need to get some wins back on the board and keep pace with... Uh, the Buccaneers, who are, I mean, they're only 2-0, but, you know, uh, the Falcons are in the same boat here. The, the race for second got a lot tighter when the Saints lost last week. Um, I, I still think Atlanta is in the mix for that. But this game in particular here, I'm, I'm a little worried about the way the Saints were and the way they played as a team last week. Um, give me the Carolina Panthers to win this one at home. Jaguars Chargers. This would typically not be a game I would like to pick, but the Jaguars uh, beat the Colts 24 to nothing last week and looked pretty good. And the Chargers may or may not be playing with Justin Herbert. And if he does play, he has some rib injuries, so it may be a little difficult for him to do some things. Um, I know a lot of times I get I get burnt by getting Getting a little cocky with some picks, but give me the Jaguars. Give me the Jaguars for the big win in L.A. versus the Chargers. I'm going to probably look really bad on that, but uh, go Jags. Duval. Shout out to uh, the Teal Street Hooligans, the Bold City Brigade, and um, as always, the Mayor Casey Jones. Shout out to you guys out there in Jacksonville. Fantastic fan base, by the way. Uh, what other game do we want to do? Uh, let's do it. Falcons at the Seahawks. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. 
Falcons at the Seahawks. I've not been a fan of the of, of the Seahawks and things they have done recently. Um, Geno Smith is playing pretty good. I give him that. But I think Atlanta is going to go up to Seattle. They're going to eat some salmon, and then they're going to be they're going to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Atlanta Falcons to get their first win on the road up in Seattle. Not an easy place to play. And then finally. Let's do that. Packers at the Buccaneers. Packers at the Buccaneers. That is a 425 Fox game. Tampa Bay is favored by one point at home, which means if they played in Green Bay, Green Bay would be a two-point favorite. If they played on a neutral site, like the Super Bowl, which they couldn't do because they're both the same side, um, it'd probably be a pick Buccaneers looked really good last week after kind of stumbling a week one. Could also say the same about the Packers. We get to see, you know, probably one last time, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, arguably the two best quarterbacks of all time, or at least two of the best on almost everybody's list. So, who's going to win this matchup? I'll tell you who's going to win this. Aaron Rodgers is going to win this. He's going to throw at least three touchdowns. We're going to get the run game going with, with, um, with Dylan. Back up and and uh, Jones, they're they're going to get them all involved. You can tell Aaron is starting to get more comfortable with his with his wide receiving core, and that's only going to continue to get better throughout the year. Which means the Packers are only going to get better throughout the year. Give me the Green Bay Packers to take that one. So to recap the NFL picks real quick: take Minnesota at home over Detroit, Carolina at home over New Orleans, and then I've got three straight road teams in a row: Jacksonville over the Chargers. The Falcons getting their first win over the Seahawks and Tampa Bay dropping the game to Green Bay in the Battle of the Bays. Let's talk about my picks from last week. College. I said number 12 BYU. They should beat number 25 Oregon. Oregon won 41 to 20. I said take Georgia Tech. They're going to beat number 20 Ole Miss. Ole Miss 42 to nothing. Embarrassing game. Listen to Up With the White and Gold with myself and... GT John Watts for the breakdown on that one and what went wrong. Basically everything. I told you to take Penn State, number 22 Penn State over, no I said take Auburn over number 22 Penn State. 41 to 12 Auburn is not who I thought they were. I told you to take number 24 Texas A&M over number 13 Miami. You're welcome. 17 to 9. That was a great game. And lastly, I said take Arizona State at home over Eastern Michigan. And Eastern Michigan won 30-21. to Herm Edwards is now out at Arizona State. What does that mean? Everybody keeps saying Urban Meyer. Would he go to Arizona State? He'd go to Nebraska before he did that. Those are the two open jobs at the moment. Nebraska, we know they got rid of Scott Frost. And Arizona State, who just dropped Herm Edwards. That's fine. Herm did. I think he got this program to a better spot. Good for him. Uh, let's see where they go from here. They need somebody. That would be a high profile. Just need a good guy. Um, could Georgia Tech and Auburn be the next ones to replace their head coaches? Yeah, I think it's very possible. Very possible. Um, we talked a little bit about it on the Georgia Tech show that I just told you about. Um, and uh, by next week, we will uh, we'll discuss some of the other openings that could be and things like that. I hate to advocate for people to lose their jobs, but 
there are certain ones that just look like it's right there on the brink. I, I didn't know Arizona State was one, but uh, turns out they are. Now, college picks for this week. Number five, Clemson at number 21, Wake Forest. That is a noon kickoff ABC game. Give me the Demon Deacons. I think they're the better team, and I think they're going to upset Clemson and drop them down to about seventh or eighth overall in uh, the rankings. Number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee. 3.30 kickoff on ESPN because ESPN knows what's up. Give me the volunteers at home to beat the Florida Gators, who are not quite who I thought they were. They're good. They're not really good. Number 10, Arkansas at number 23, Texas A&M. That is a 7 o'clock ESPN game there. Because once again, ESPN knows how to stack double headers. That's a fantastic one there. Double SEC. Give me, at home, the Aggies over the Arkansas Razorbacks. The home dog. Uh, Wyoming at number 19, BYU. That is a 10-15 ESPN 2 game. Give me, give me Wyoming to take that one over BYU. BYU is kind of a shell of who they were early on. And lastly, give uh, Western Michigan at San Jose State. That is a 10:30 CBS Sports Network game. You know, I like to give you late games. Give me San Jose State to win at home. So, to recap, take number 21 Wake Forest over number five Clemson. Number 11 Tennessee over number 20 Florida. These are all at home. Also take Texas A&M number 23 over number 10 Arkansas at home. Take Wyoming on the road over 19 BYU. And take San Jose State at home over Western Michigan. That's going to do it for us this week. Appreciate you guys allowing us to come on and talk all the amazing world of sports each and every week. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. This has been That Sports Show. Deuces, gooses.